1: thank you for joining us today the name of the first book of the bible is genesis which means beginning the definition of this first book makes it clear in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth there is no big bang theory there is only god he took what was nothing and created the universe only our sovereign god can make something with all its complexities and intricacies out of nothingness listen in with bible pen and paper handy as pastor rander speaks to us about the creation of the heavens and the earth
2: i am the lord and there is no other he created the oceans and then put sea creatures in it he created the land and put land dwelling creatures upon it and he says i am the lord there is no other says isaiah 45 18. look at look particularly at uh, verse 25a it says and God made the beast of the earth according to their kinds. Some of these creatures were very, very huge, you know, like elephants and hippopotamus and rhinoceros and all these things. But this also included dinosaurs. Say dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs. And you have fossils and all these things to also uh, give uh, uh, evidence to verify that dinosaurs did exist. Somebody came up a few Sundays ago saying, well, what about the dinosaurs? Well, they here right in here somewhere. You say, well, can you give another scripture kind of tag with that to give me some light? Well, I'm glad you said that. In in, In the book of Job, chapter 40, verses 15 through 20, Uh, The the book of Job, chapter 40, verses 15 through 20, if you turn there, you'll see something there uh, that references dinosaurs. Uh, This is quite uh, fascinating, particularly to the younger ones. And and y'all, stop. Now, don't put your mind in Jurassic Park. Okay? (laughs) Okay. When God created these things, it wasn't like that. Before the fall of man, uh, these, whatever you call those things, I can't call those dinosaurs. They got names, y'all can call them better than me. They weren't chasing folk down and splitting them in pieces and throwing them across the the field somewhere. Okay? (laughs) Job chapter 40, verses 15 through 20. Look what it says. Behold, Behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Dinosaurs did that. Behold, and not only that, but, but you had elephants and rhinoceros and all these, but behold, his strength in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. Now look, you say, well, how do you know, pastor, this is not an elephant or a rhinoceros or something like that? It could be talking about that not a dinosaur. Oh, hold it. Verse 17, he makes his tail stiff like a... cedar. You know cedar trees? Cedar. The tail of this creature was so long and powerful. Elephants and rhinoceros they have short tails. This critter here, he had something long, tremendously long. and can get stiff like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs like bars of iron. He is the first of the works of God in the created process. Let him who made let him who made him bring near his sword, for the mountains yield food for him, where all the wild beasts play. I believe at some point. God created these right here along this time, and uh, you say, "Well, how did this big old creature get on the ark then?" They kept supposed to come on two by two. You got to realize too. I was doing some little, you know—I was doing some dinosaur study last night. I said "It was just fascinating." I wish I could. About 11, 12 o'clock, I was doing, and then. But you got to realize there there are, dips, there are different uh, sizes of dinosaurs. Sometimes you think of these, you think of these gray big monstrosities. You got some—you had some dinosaurs that was as small as sheep. And some of them as small as chickens, full grown. And you had others that were mid-sized, and you had others that were monstrosity of creatures. Wow, just fascinating. Fascinating. Um, also, you, not only that, but they, they come from eggs, <laughs> And then who, who's to say that they couldn't, uh, uh, Noah could have called in two young dinosaurs. Even those great big ones, they are young. They don't just get instantly big. They, they get have the bottom on, the, on board of the ark, very young. That's right. And by the time they got off, they got big. <laughs> okay? So they were different sizes. You know, it something, wasn't something big as this building and Noah trying to push that rascal through the door. Huh? You know, you see? And I just thought I would throw that in because you always have that dinosaur question, and 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 uh, that I thought I thought that was very intriguing. Let's let's look at um, uh, verses. Two, go back to Genesis one and look at. Verses 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. In verse 26, when God says, Let us make man in our image, it is a reference, this is the first reference to the Trinity in the Bible, right here. Let us make man the triune Godhead, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. First reference right here in uh, verse 26a. The image of God, let, uh, let us make man in our image. The image of God refers to qualities that set man apart from the rest of creation. God endowed man with, with unique Uh, with a unique image, unlike the rest of the animal creation. Some of the qualities that make up the image of God are our ability to reason, language, capacity for relationships. Like God, we have personality, we have emotions, we have intellect, we can see, we can hear, we can speak. And we are endowed with authority to rule the earth as God's representative. God didn't tell the monkey, God didn't tell the giraffe, God didn't tell the elephant or anybody else to rule the earth. He told man to do it because man was created in the image of God. Man was created with a living soul, unlike the animal kingdom. In other words, man and woman are the pinnacle of God's creation with whom God would have fellowship and communion you can have a dog all you want but there's some things you can't do with that dog huh that dog can you make him stand on his feet and you can make him go in circles and jump through hoops but 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 you are limited with what you can do with that cat or what, and you or whatever, whatever kind of critter you have you, you, you are. There's nothing like man and woman. Uh, we, we, we are we fearfully and wonderfully made, and uh, a, a man is not better than mo- than woman, and woman is not better than man uh, in the sense of creation. Uh, we were created uh, equally, and we were cre- created uniquely. <laughs> we were the one of its kind. So we are the pinnacle of God's creation and God created man and woman to have fellowship and communion. When God created Adam and Eve, he created the crown of his creation. Did you get that? When God created Adam and Eve, he created the what? The crown of his creation. Let me just show you what I'm talking about to substantiate what I'm saying. In Psalms number eight, verses three through seven, it says, when I consider your heavens, The works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, Ha! all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, those great big dinosaurs and all these things, were put under the feet of man. They may have been, they may have been larger than man, but they were not over man. Man have dominion. You, you see, when you can get Shamu to get up there and wave his tail and jump and do all that stuff, and then they, they you know, they, they, they push a little something in his mouth to encourage him to go on. And then sometime even Shamu get out of line and kill a few folk. Huh? They, they make, they make, uh, they make uh, all these animals do all these crazy things. And I see people in the wilds and all these things. And sometimes, but now you, man still needs to know his limits. And even just because you have dominion don't mean you ought to, you know, uh, not have common sense you yeah, that man out there going to live with the bears and grow up with the bears. Y'all see that thing, that documentary? And he's just going to be, he's, a, he's a, he going he to become a bear's friend. You can't be a bear friend. That, that animal's a, na- he, he, he's a bear by nature. One day he's going to call himself and get into that bear and say, ate his lunch. We see it happen with tigers and all of these things. You didn't know your limit with the, that's because you have dominion, don't mean, I don't mean you get fuzzy, was it? Folk oh, got snakes wrapped all, I was in Houston, my wife and I, we were going down 1960, and humble, we were one Christmas, and I just, I stopped the red light, I kid you not, and I looked over there, and this man had this gray big path on, wrapped around his neck, driving. I, I looked at him, I mean, all my, I, I missed, almost missed, the light almost turned red again. Do some of the foolish thing. We have dominion, but we all not be crazy in our dominionship. Huh? <laughs> oh God. Look at verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the living things that move on the earth. In this verse, God commands man and woman to be fruitful and multiply to be what? Fruitful. It's all over the text. He told the fish the creation the sea creatures to be fruitful and multiply he told the land dwelling animals to be fruitful and multiply and then he makes man and woman the pinnacle of his creation and he tells them too to be what fruitful and mother I don't want to have no children they too bad well somebody had you
1: as pastor rander continues today's teaching he reveals to us the monumental contribution of genesis the first book of the Bible, from a historical and foundational perspective, spanning the scriptures as a whole, all the way to the revelation, the last book of the Bible. In other words, God is Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to minister to us today through this powerful and enlightening message from the Word of God.
2: And it's a sad day, when the children of light stop having children and let the children of darkness have more children than the, than the children of light. And then you, you turn this world over to heathens because the children of light uh, aren't being, uh, the parents aren't having these children because they don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be inconvenienced. And other folk having all these babies and raising little hootlings and street games and all these things. And then you wonder why the world is going to hell in a handbasket. You need to have babies, train them with the way you should go. Huh? And when you pass off the scene, there's somebody to pass on the gospel torch and the legacy to the glory of Almighty God. Huh? Be fruitful and multiply. It's in your Bible here. I'm torn that part out. In other words, have babies. That's what it means. I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. Yes, you do. You understood that. How many of y'all understood be fruitful and multiply? And God need, knows how you can use all that stuff to help stop babies. And all of a sudden, talking about there was an accident late on at 45. It wasn't an accident. God meant just what you had. When you do certain things, certain things happen. That <laughs> wasn't no slip. You had activities and something came forward. You're talking about you were asking, oh, crap, don't you tell your child you had an accident. You did what you had to do and the baby came forward. <laughs> Products of your activity. To, to, they become man and woman, and all that. Y'all just wait till the husband and wife and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but, 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 not. You ought to be fruitful and multiply in the context of holy matrimony. I was asked a question at the Ushers Fellowship one day. They said, "You know, when you bless babies, uh, sometimes you, I hear you always, you, you say quite, quite frequently, uh, the issue of sin has been dealt with." And why do you say that so much, the issue of sin I've dealt with? I say, I said because it needs to be said. I say, do you not know you have about 80 to 85% of the persons who come and have their babies blessed, they're out of wedlock? I bless the baby. It's not the baby's fault that the parents sin. huh? So I bless the baby, but we don't come up here and bless babies and not deal with the issue of sin prior to their coming up here. <laughs> So I say that because we don't have, we don't believe in having a license to sin, and then we don't, we just look like we just endorsing it, huh? Only about ten percent of the persons who come up here are actually very unusual today. Where you have a husband and a wife, we bless babies because the ba- it's not the baby's fault. And I tell people we deal with the issue of sin because if sin is not dealt with with the parents. Listen, blessing a baby is going to still create a lot of issues because the parents are not blessed. Huh? The parents need to be holy and the baby needs to be under a holy covering. You understand what I'm saying? So I will always say the issue of sin has been dealt with because I want to let people know we have standards here. You don't go into Trinity University without a high school diploma. Huh? you got standards everywhere else, but you come to church and all of a sudden, uh, uh, where's the, why do we have to say it? I say it because we don't encourage sexual immorality. Be fruitful and multiply ought to be done in the context of marriage. You, we live in a day where people want to have children and don't want a husband. Want to have children and don't, don't want a wife. That's straight from the pits of hell. Yeah. Sexuality is between a man and a woman who is married, and you're to dispense the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to that child. that child is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. You're to reach your child for Jesus. It's child evangelism. Its, chi- it's child evangelism. and hopefully and preferably, they come to a saving grace. and and, and, and to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church must have standards and it must be said and there must be a, a process in place to deal with sin and then still do blessings upon the babies to the glory of God. There must be structure, there must be order in the house of God according to the word of God. Won't y'all just say amen, you yeah? Now, it says, uh, so, so, so it says, be fruitful and multiply, populate the earth. It has always been God's design for humanity to reproduce. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 1 and 7, it says, so God blessed Noah and his family. That's after they got off that ark, after the flood, and said to them, Because all the people had perished in the flood, right? And the only people that survived were those who owned the ark. And it was just a handful of them, right? So what what does God say? Uh, Be fruitful and multiply. He didn't just say, hey, humanity stopped with you. If if he hadn't said that and Noah and his his family didn't carry that out, we would not be here today. We would not be here today. Verse 7, and as for you, be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and and multiply in it. Listen listen instead of populating the earth Satan has deceived humanity into promoting a culture of death through abortion where multitudes of unborn babies around the world are being slaughtered mercilessly for the sake of convenience and selfishness God is such a generous God in that he created man and woman and gave them the privilege of supervising and ruling over his own creation. Abortion is murder. Murder. It is is murder. And uh, if my mama had aborted me, she would have been aborting, aborting a pastor of a church. You say, well, I've done it. I feel so bad now you can go, there's no sin so bad that you can't go to Jesus, tell him exactly what you did, and ask for his mercy, his grace, plead the blood of Jesus Christ over it, and ask him to erase and wash your sins away. And you know, God will do that, give you a new lease on life. Abortion is not the unpardonable sin. And God is loving and he is gracious. And God will not only forgive you, He will heal your emotions over that so that you don't even have to keep beating yourselves up for past sins. Once you have been forgiven and once you truly meet it in your heart, you move on, press on and be all that God is calling you to be. And use your spirits as a living testimony to bless others who find themselves in the same situation. Verse twenty nine. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree which with, with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. This is in this verse, God provides plants and trees with with its seed in its fruits for food. Not only will these trees be food for man, but also food for the animal kingdom as well. You see, before the fall, Adam and Eve were vegetarians and not meat eaters. Okay, that's big. Before the fall, Adam and Eve and the animal kingdom, they were all vegetarians. Oh, no, couldn't be. Yes, it was. They did not have to worry about preserving food in freezers. Didn't have to worry about cans or pantries. They did not have to worry about going to the grocery store to buy an apple that is not sweet and bruised and nasty. <laughs> you, you, those fruit look You know what? The grocery store always get their money, but we don't always get the taste. I mean, apple can look so good, so scrumptious. I say, I can't wait till I bite my, and I bite in it, or eat a grape, and I say, what is this? It's all the stores. They get their money every time, but we don't get the kind of product. You bought something is out of date, Bought something something is wrong with it. No grocery stores, no brews and bad apples, bad fruit. Their food was truly fresh. And organic, they didn't have to pay for extra pay extra for organic food. <laughs> it was without chemical additives that's killing us today when they spray that stuff on. You better wash that was fruit. You better wash. Wash it as best you can. All kinds of stuff. We wonder why cancer is so rampant. It's 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 all in the food. It's in the food. You see, no additives, all natural. They can eat as much as they want. Adam and the animal kingdom did not eat meat until after the flood. You say, where is that? In Genesis chapter 9, verses 3 and 4. In Genesis 9, 3 and 4, it says, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. Huh? I have given you all things, even as green herbs, but you shall not eat flesh. You know what flesh? That's what? He's meat. You, you shall not eat meat with its life that is the blood. In other words, don't eat meat with blood in it. When I, when I eat a steak, I don't want a raw steak. Now, you might eat a steak. I want my steak to look cooked. I want all that stuff that might be hanging around in there to be dead and gone. Huh? Y'all talking about, I like it red right and the blood, is oozing all out and all that. No, 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 no. Clean it up. Cook it. I want it sizzling. Hot. And right. And tender. And juicy. Yeah, you can eat meat. And so these folks talking about we need to go back and be vegetarian. If they want to be a vegetarian, you can be a vegetarian. But if I want a steak, let me have my fried chicken and my steak. Just don't have too much of it. Huh? I don't eat fried chicken every day. I love, you know, preachers love fried chicken. Now, you know that. You just know that. Very rare you find a chicken, a a preacher, somebody, they don't like fried chicken. And I'm going to eat me some fried chicken. I'm just not going to eat it every day. I eat it once in a while. That's right. I come over your house, and I eat it, and I go back, and I discipline myself. And I walk that part off. Because I don't want to be spread all out here in front of this pit, and I'm grunting to make every step. I want to be able to move. What you think about that? <laughs> I want to be able to move. Lift <laughs> They were feeding me at that Usher Fellowship yesterday and everybody, they went, one person put cake, another person put cobbler, they put this, and this part, I tell them, y'all, y'all must don't want me to preach tomorrow. I cannot eat all of this. Bring me some foil and some cups and let me put this stuff away. Tomorrow and the next day is fine, but I can't eat all this today. I got to use common sense. I can't let, then y'all blow me up and talk about I'm getting big. (laughs) And you made me big. (laughs) Nothing wrong with meat. And if you want to be a vegetarian, be a vegetarian, but don't impose that on me. If I choose not to eat meat some days, that's fine just because you want to be that way you be that way as unto the Lord and if I want to eat some meat let me eat some meat within reason and let me have it as unto the Lord and then we all exercise freedom in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit huh oh God this is just so delicious all taste
1: and see that the Lord is good Maranatha Bible Church celebrates 30 years of service to the glory of God For his abundant favor and immeasurable blessings in two celebratory services. Join us for an evening of praise, worship, and fine dining on Friday, May the 18th, 2018. Featuring musical artist and stellar award winner Micah Stampley at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom. 3233 Northwest Loop 410 San Antonio, Texas. Advance ticket purchases at $50 per person are available through Thursday, May the 10th, 2018 by contacting April at 210-821-5683, extension 222. You are also invited to our celebratory worship service and musical on Sunday, May the 20th, 2018 at 10 a.m. at Maranatha Bible Church, 7855 East Loop, 1604 North, Converse, Texas. The Maranatha Bible Church family looks forward to celebrating the amazing goodness of God with you.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn